This is Might Sound Wild, a podcast for business owners, creatives, and anyone who wants to do what they love for a living. Hosted by Ron Wayne Scott and April Loyal. Well, it's the holiday season and a new year is on the way. If 2024 is the year that you plan to get serious about being a photographer, we'll give you some tips coming up on the Might Sound Wild podcast. Here at Shore Shooters, we're always looking for new photographers to add to our team. For our upcoming spring and summer seasons, we're expanding and looking for photographers specifically in the St. Augustine, Outer Banks, Sarasota, and Destin or 30A areas. If you're a photographer or if you know a photographer who is looking to add work to their calendar, we'd love for you to apply to work with us. Just visit mightsoundwild.co and fill out our photographer application. This is the Might Sound Wild podcast. Well, it's December and everybody's thoughts are turning to the new year. So if this is your year that you're going to become really serious about your photography and really turn it into a business, we are here to help you get started with that. Yeah. The new year is always a time where you want to like buckle down and focus and make some goals and and it's a good excuse to kind of do some things you've been putting off. Yeah. Um, at least I know that that's how it works for me. And I that's think the way a lot of people for everyone. Do. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, I guess, first of all, my first uh, bit of advice, if this is the year that you're planning to get serious about it, is I would say, first of all, you need to make a business plan, which is going to involve how much is it going to cost? Um, mm-hmm. What's your monthly budget going to be? How much money do you have to make a month? in order to pay the bills. And another part that I think of making a business plan is to figure out what kind of photographer you're going to be and what's going to set you apart from everybody else. And that's a really good one. Because I see so many people going into photography and they just don't really have any kind of an idea of how to set themselves apart from everybody else. When and I started, I would have taken any job that came my way. I did take any. I, I was the same way. And once I got to the point of saying, I don't want to be just another one of those photographers that shoots real estate during the day, beach portraits at night, weddings on the weekend, then that was when things started turning around because I figured out a business plan and I said, this is what we're going to do. And this is what's going to set us apart from everybody else. So that's something to think about is what can you do that sets you apart from everybody else? Every town has hundreds of photographers. Right. And I kind of feel like with as many photographers out there as there are right now, you have to do something to set yourself apart from everybody else. Yeah. And also just remember starting out to not to get too frustrated with yourself if you're wanting to be at a certain level, especially if there's people that you're looking up to in the industry, whichever, whichever part of photography you're wanting to participate in or be good at, you know, you want to be the best family photographer in your town or you want to be the best wedding photographer. Just don't get frustrated with yourself because it it does, you need to have that goal in mind, like you're saying, and then you need to make like a little mini steps. Like, how do I get to this level? How do I become the best? So when you're thinking about what sets you apart, think about the practical steps. Like, what is it? Name it out loud. What is it that makes your goal, like your ultimate result, different and unique? 
Is yeah. it, you know, the storytelling ability? Is it, um, I know one thing I took away from family photography, I don't even remember who pointed this out. It might've been my friend Colette was saying, don't forget to show different points of view in your session. And that really stuck with me. Like, um, show the parents through the kids' eyes. You know, that's an example. Yeah. That's so what, what does that mean? Show the parents through the kids' eyes. That means squat down, be on the same level as the kids, take a picture okay. of the parents, you know, oh, things like that, you know, just really cool. Yeah. I thought that was really, and I think she picked that up from someone else too. Like it was just advice that she had been told and she passed it along to me. So think of things like that, like what can be unique and then, and try and take those steps. Like I, I spent a good first bit of my career being frustrated that I wasn't at a point that I wanted to be a level. What I mean is not a success level as far as what I was booking. Cause I was actually very busy. Yeah. It was, um, I didn't feel like I was producing, like my end result wasn't what I wanted. So I just felt frustrated all the time. And that's, oh, sure. that's not a good feeling. And it's okay to, it's okay to want to be really good. I think that's where, where your drive comes from and that, that'll push you to get out there and hustle and try hard, but don't, don't be so frustrated at yourself that you might like, I don't know, throw in the towel or just, you know. Yeah, and that's another thing, and we have talked about this before. Just understand that you may have to change the plan at yeah. some point because we have talked about people before who said, I want to be a wedding photographer, and then they get a few months into it, and they find out that wedding photography is just really not their thing. So they made the shift to doing something different. So just you be able to roll with it. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it could change. This thing's always changing anyway. Exactly. It's always changing. Exactly. And experimenting and figuring out who you are, that's all part of the process. Right. So right. you may have to, you may go into it with one goal and then along the way, figure out that that's not you. You have to tear it all down and rebuild it all over again. And that's now, just, that's just part of it. And not to take a step back in this list, Ron, but when you were saying the first thing that you advise is for people to get a business plan together, is there any way in a quick way that you can kind of outline what you think people should consider for expenses? Because I think some people don't really know what to expect. Well, that's really going to depend on which direction you go. Um, the type of equipment you buy is going to have a lot to do right. with what kind of business you're going to be in. For example, right. if you're going to be, if you want to specialize in being a real estate photographer, you're going to have to buy different equipment than you would right. if you're going to be a family portrait photographer. So, so your equipment budget can be kind of, you're going to have to, you're going to have to budget all of that going into it because you don't want to go into doing real estate photography using the kit lens that came with your camera. So outside of equipment budget, Ron, do you think there's some kind of rough draft monthly expense that a photographer can expect? Just, I know it can be different for everyone, um, but they need to set certain things like possibly a Google budget, or there might be some other expenses to consider in the beginning, like um, whatever software they're using to deliver yes. images. Software is going to be a big one that you're going to have to figure out. You can, as far as advertising budget, um, you can sort of increase that as you go, I guess, uh, would be a good way to do it. Uh, I mean, it's obviously going to be better if you're going to, if you put 
something into it, going into it to get your name out there. But uh, that's something that you can be flexible with. Uh, you can rely on word of mouth in the beginning, but uh, the software, that's definitely something that you're going to have to budget for because uh, you're going to have to have some sort of a way to deliver your galleries to the clients. And so you're going to have to figure in a monthly cost for that. You're going to have, um, if you want to use a scheduling system, you're going to have to budget for that. Now, there are some scheduling systems that as long as you're low volume, they'll be free. That can be one of those things that you can start off with a free version. And then once you get to the point to where you're starting to make a little bit of money, then you can add on to that. I would say the biggest software expense up front is going to be your uh, cost of your proofing, print ordering, delivering the galleries, that kind of stuff. We're talking about like a Pixie set or a pick time or something like that. There's minimal packages for those in the beginning too. If I remember correctly, there's some pretty yeah. small ones. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty, they're pretty cheap in the beginning. I think uh, I think Pixie set actually does have a free, a free version. option, but it's very limited on how many galleries you can put on there. But I think you can start off for free with them. Yeah, I think so. And you've probably, uh, that might be some stuff that has skipped your mind if, you, if you're all gung-ho and excited about being a, a photographer. You probably haven't really thought about little things like yeah. client delivery. And that kind of stuff's really important to start out as a professional. Well, yeah, it, it definitely makes some pictures, you know. Yeah, you definitely want to make it look professional. I, I know a lot of people start off uh, saying, I'll send them to you through Dropbox. But in my opinion, I just think that kind of looks unprofessional. So I would spend a few dollars a month on something that's going to be custom branded for you, something that has your logo on it. That's a, there's another expense right there. You uh, might need to spend a little bit of money on a logo to get you started. Branding can be very expensive depending on how yeah, you detailed you want. Out, yeah, you got to figure out uh, how, how you want to look. Uh, you might need to spend some money on a logo and uh, uh, maybe a good website design. That's something I was going to ask want to about that, Ron. On. There's, there's also not just initial web design in the beginning, but there's also web hosting that can be monthly. Yeah, yeah you're going to have um, to pay um, hosting for a website. And that could be, uh, I mean, it could be as cheap as $5 a month. It could go up to... 40 or 50, depending on how much stuff you have on your website, what kind of features you want it to have. Um, if you're not a web designer, you're going to have to pay somebody to build that website for you. And that's where that could get into big money if you really want it to look good. Yeah. Do your research on that. If you, if you have a specific style, I would also say there's a balance between compromising in the beginning on what your budget will allow, but also not settling for something that you're going to be so unhappy with that you end up having to go back and redo it yeah. a few months later anyway, because you're not happy with the way that your brand looks. Because starting a business, it, one of the things that we get super excited about usually is our brand. And yeah. I know Ron and I have learned kind of the hard way that we've had to redo stuff countless times. Oh, and yeah. so some of that is just to accommodate the way that things function 
online. Yeah. Like we learn throughout the years what our clients need from us more. But some of it was simply design because photography is in the world of design. Like it goes hand in hand. Presentation is everything. So yeah, yeah. there were years and years, Ron, where we would spend the whole first Jan- the whole beginning of January revamping our websites for our businesses. Remember, and exactly. sometimes it would take us several weeks, almost a month to really get it where we wanted it to go. And Oh yeah, definitely. We so, had spent countless hours on mm-hmm. websites. <laughs> Some of that in the beginning, I think was you and I trying to maybe kind of cut costs a little bit or see what we could get by with. Cause we didn't want to drop a whole bunch of money on some design program or some pre-designed templates. And yeah, especially afraid that it would look like everybody else is we're like, Hey, if we have access to this, every other photographer has access to it too. Yeah. But then we would kind of come back and circle back to it. Cause we'd be like, well, it's popular for a reason. The functionality of it is really smooth and it's easy to use. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I feel like that's something that can be a bigger expense if you don't just kind of go for it initially, yeah. like go for what you want, but yeah. be sure about it too, because you could drop a bunch of money and then oh, just yeah. simply change your mind five months later. Like, I don't like That's this true. anymore. That's and then true. You, then you've wasted 500 bucks or whatever it exactly, is. Exactly. Exactly. Um, another thing is search engine optimization. You may have to spend a little bit of money on, uh, getting help with, uh, optimizing your website for searches. Yeah. Do you have any advice on where people should go for that, Ron? Should they use a freelance person? Should they use the big, big old Google people that call you on the phone and try to I'm a, I'm a do it yourself guy. So (laughs) for me, the best resource is YouTube. I watch lots of YouTube videos and, uh, that's part of my plan for the winter because one of the things I like about being back here in Kentucky now is that in the wintertime, it is too cold to go out and do anything. <laughs> so I will be spending the next three or four months uh, indoors the majority of the time. And I plan to watch a lot of YouTube videos yeah. on search engine optimization during those three or four months. So if you're like me and you're a do-it-yourself kind of person, uh, just Try to find some search engine experts on YouTube and just watch their videos and yeah. uh, just try to find as much free stuff as you possibly can. And, hey, but uh, before we take a break, I'd like to point out that, I mean, that's kind of, and that's probably an obvious thing to the younger generation, but YouTube can help you with every aspect of getting oh, definitely. started. Every single aspect. Oh, yeah. Even, even learning photography. You yeah. can learn through YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, there's, I've, I've always said, what's the point of getting a college degree right now when it's all free on YouTube? <laughs> right. So sorry to discourage you, students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're <laughs> if you're in college, you're wasting your money because you're you can learn it all money. on YouTube for free. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. What one more quick thing on the search engine optimization, and I think we've talked about this before. Blogging is an important part of search engine optimization so learn how to write effective blogs Mm -hmm. because that's really going to help you in those google searches so and uh, if you're sitting here listening you're going how or why that's something for you to look up that is something for you to look up look it up i know a lot of people think that blogs are completely pointless now but really they're they're not not they're not Mm -hmm. they're they're you got to look at it more as something that's going to help you in search engines more than 
it's going to help in people reading it. That's right. Like, it's not a waste of your time if no one looks at it. Yeah, even if nobody reads your blogs, don't worry about that because it's helping you in those uh, online searches too. That's right. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be back and talk more about how you can get serious about getting your photography business rolling in 2024. More of the Might Sound Wild podcast coming up. If you're enjoying the Might Sound Wild podcast, we'd appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating and review. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you'll get a notification every time we release a new episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Might Sound Wild. This is the Might Sound Wild podcast. All right, we're talking about how you can get serious about getting your photography business running in 2024. We've talked about the business side of it, the startup costs, the figuring out what kind of photographer you're going to be. But now, once we get all of that accomplished, you want to become the best that you can be in your field. and. That's where I kind of turn it over to April because she is the creative one of the two of us. So uh, what kind of advice would you give? Let's just say, let's just say, for example, somebody says they're, they want to specialize in wedding photography. Yeah. What would be the next step for you? Well, the first thing is you can't sit back and wait for weddings to just come to you, right? It's like you can't. You're like, wait, which is going to happen? Like, how do you gain experience without getting jobs? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of And you can't and you can't throw up a website saying I'm a great wedding photographer if you've never photographed a wedding before. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you and you have no work to show it's, in that it's field. It's super tricky cuz you you probably are ready to go and you you probably have all these dreams and um you haven't booked any jobs yet. So there's a couple ways you can go about that. We all know about these styled shoots. They happen all the yes. time. You're probably in a Facebook group in your town that invites you to them. And, and the, if you're not, join those. Yeah. Find those Facebook groups and join them. Even if it's not in your town, you know. And, you and wanna... start a conversation with other photographers. Definitely. And I, I, I say go. If you're trying to build a portfolio, you need to participate in as much of that as possible. Even if you feel like there's not something to learn at these things, because sometimes photographers are offering workshops. And I've always been a little shy to go just because, not because I have pride surrounding learning. I just didn't want to spend money on what was considered education when I felt like that's not what I was after. I was really just after the content. So I'd say go to as many of those things as possible and shoot, 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 and make sure that you have access to all of those images for portfolio building. And if you can't find that, make your own. Go, it is, it is not rocket science to invite a couple of, um, you know, models to come out and fake wedding for you and get in touch with some vendors that can, that want to participate. If you feel like that's overwhelming planning something like that, or maybe you don't really have, um, that's not your skill set to kind of put together florals and things that make it look like a wedding. Then find a local wedding coordinator that's eager as well that they need. You yeah, know. there's there's probably a wedding coordinator out there or somebody there. There's probably somebody in the wedding planning business who's in the same boat as you and yep. they want to get started. They need to build a portfolio. Find those people. And then team up together and say, okay, we're going to do this and we're both going to build our portfolio off of it. And now say that there are some people involved that 
you know, you're, you're kind of feeling guilty. You're like, well, they need to get paid. Like florists, for example, they, they're, they're out more than just their time. They have a product involved. And so sometimes you're kind of feeling guilty. Like I can't ask certain vendors to participate for, for no money, just for images. And if that's the case, then you may consider charging and letting a few other photographers pay to come that way yeah, you can to pay the vendor. Yeah, yeah, covering costs. Yeah. So there's ways around it. It is not hard. People do it all the time. And guess what? The reason people do it all the time is because it's beneficial. It does not get old. It yeah. is practice for everyone involved and it is good practice. It's portfolio building. I'm a big fan of it. Um, I, I think that that's a great way to start building your website. It's the same thing applies to family photography. If you want to be great at it. You want to be outside of the box. Do not forget that when you go, I think this is what happens to me. I'm just speaking from experience. If you take a family somewhere and you have big goals to kind of showcase the different way of telling family portrait stories or however you want to word that, make a shot list. Don't just go out there willy-nilly doing a regular family session. Cause guess what? You didn't get paid, right? Yeah. Cause yeah. you went out there to b- build a portfolio. You're giving this family probably images for free and you go out there and you freeze up and you treat them like any other family session that you have yeah. and you haven't done anything spectacular. So do not forget to have that reference material, whether it's like a handwritten list or screenshots of, of, of things that trigger the ideas and push. Don't just go out there. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten real excited over the years and been like, I'm going to take this, these people out so that I can, you know, kind of change up my portfolio and really step it up. And I go out there and do the same dang thing that I do all the time. And another thing to keep in mind is these people are getting free pictures out of it. So you kind of have a right to tell them how they're going to dress and how they're going to pose and all that kind of stuff. Just say, hey, look, I'm trying to build my portfolio. Here's how I want my portfolio to look. So here's what I need you to do. And in exchange, you're going to get some free pictures out. And you pick the right people because if you choose someone who's kind of giving you some feedback, that's like maybe that's not how they want to dress or they're not um, or maybe they can't come at a certain time that you feel is important for lighting, then don't do it. Yeah. You know, don't do it. Um, Yeah. Every time I've asked for models, I will get like a huge, overwhelming amount of people who want to do it. And sometimes, and it has nothing to do with what people look like. So let me clarify. Right. Sometimes I know they're not going to push me, benefit me, because they're not going to understand what it is that I'm needing them to do. You know what I mean? So make sure, yeah. make sure that you kind of fill that out, that process. Make sure you choose the right people, whether yeah. it's weddings or families. Um, And then go for it and push yourself and try the hard thing. Like, don't just go out there and do the standard thing you already know how to do. If practicing settings is something that, say you're not good at blur and, you know, that's super popular right now to get that movement and you're just not good at it, this is a time to practice it. Or maybe you're not good at thinking on your feet. Like, so you're a wedding photographer and you have to change settings fast. Yep. If, if, if you're, if you haven't been around this thing long enough, you don't realize how fast things change on a wedding day. They do. Uh, clouds come over, you move. Um, even for me after 20 years, I'm still sitting there going, hold on a second, guys, my settings are completely wrong. Like, yep. so I'll get, let me give you an example of that. I've got the bride and groom to myself for a few minutes in between family shots, right? Family okay. shots are chaos. We're standing on the side of the street, um, waiting on uncle Joe to come back from the bar. And I'm thinking, oh, I can pull the bride and groom aside for a second. And I'm thinking some things on my list 
are, I don't have them running down the sidewalk with that blur in motion, right? And it's bright yeah. outside. So in order to accomplish that, it's a little bit tricky. You have to have a slow shutter when it's bright as heck outside. That's pretty tricky. So if you've been around photography, you know everything has to go to the opposite of what you think. Sure. So you turn all your settings to that, get a few pictures of them, and then guess what? Uncle Joe comes back from the bar. Now you got to get back. back to, yeah. Now we got to yeah. get back to family stuff. This is the kind of stuff that happens all day long at a wedding. Yeah. These kinds yeah. of things happen all day long. You're so yeah, that's, that's probably a step that we should have mentioned earlier is to, b before we got into the portfolio building and all that is learn your camera, learn, your learn, camera. learn your equipment, learn how, learn those manual settings. Do not get overwhelmed at that. Listen, don't get frustrated and overwhelmed whenever you're like, oh crap, oh crap. You know, now this is all changed. Like just take a deep breath and go, what does the camera need to do? It doesn't yeah. need to be slow right now. I don't need a slow shutter right now. I've got a family in front of me. Yeah. I need I need it to be sharp and crisp. And what makes it do that? Yeah. Just take a second. And then, and I think a lot of times photographers, especially on wedding days, you're literally kind of in the hot seat all day. Everyone at that wedding is looking at you like you're in charge of everything. And really you're like, I'm just trying to take pictures. I'm not a wedding coordinator. I'm not, you know, the, the runaround person. So what you need to do at a time like that, and what I still do 20 years into this, is I, I, I look at all the people, the 30 people standing in front of me, and I'll say, hold on a second, got to change my settings. Yeah. Look, and then if it takes me a minute, that's okay. If I got to think like, oh, what am I doing? You do that because, first of all, they're not photographers. They don't know what your settings are, but they are going to feel like they're in good hands if someone is saying, right. hold on a second, let me change my settings. That means you're not just rushing around because you're uncomfortable. Right. And we have talked about that before on this podcast of how the perception sometimes is I've just got to keep shooting. Because yeah, don't do if I don't, if I don't just keep shooting rapid fire, I'm going to look unprofessional. Right. Well, and you that, are going to look so much more unprofessional when they see those pictures if you don't take the time to change those settings. There are things also that happen that just to make you feel better has happened to me, you know, like they will make you, sometimes people do make you feel rushed or you're just picking up on the fact that the bride and groom probably just want to go have a drink and stop standing there yeah. with the pictures. Don't, don't, don't let it control you because it's your job. I yeah. guarantee you six weeks later when you deliver that gallery, if you've missed things that they wanted because you felt that you needed to hurry for them. They're going to be even more mad at you. They are. So, so they let them are. be mad at you in the moment or yeah. frustrated. Um, yeah. They can wait. And in time for me. When they, yeah, because when they see those pictures, they're going to go, oh, okay, that's why she told me to wait because she had to fix yeah. this to make it look right it, for this it, shot. And time, time goes by kind of weird after the wedding from, for at least it does for me. I don't know if it is for the, for other photographers, but I will feel like I'm taking a lot of time and I'll look at my, I'll look at the time and it's only been five or 10 minutes and it felt like yeah. 20. Yeah. I'll be like real paranoid about, Oh, I'm taking too long. You're not, you know, you, you, you got to calm down. Cause I will tell you out of my career, I can't tell you how many weddings I've done, Ron. Gotta be hundreds and hundreds. Oh, it's a, you've done a lot just since I've known you and you okay, did a lot so before I even met you. There's been a lot. And do you know that there is one that sticks out in my mind? Probably one of my favorite weddings too. Love the bride and groom, love the family, the venue, uh, the work. I loved everything about it. There is one wedding where a mom called me later. 
She wasn't mean to me, but she was disappointed in the whole day out of all the work that I got. I forgot to get a picture Uh of the mom and the bride alone. Uh Uh-oh. Had the mom and dad. And out of a 20-year career, that still bothers me. Oh, sure. Still bothers me. And I know there's like all this software for editing. And and yeah, I did go back in and like try and crop a picture, make it look good. Even this has been, you know, six or seven years ago. And you can do better with that these days. But something about me forgetting to do that still really, really bothers me. So let me, so let me get back on track because I feel like I went down a rabbit. I could talk about wedding photography all day long. Yeah. Um, let me get back on track. If this is a goal of yours, one thing to add into that, and I know it's not really the creative process, is how do you want to handle communication with whoever's in charge? Probably the bride, maybe the mom of the bride. Once you book a wedding, like I'm not talking about on the wedding day, wait to establish the point of contact. I'm talking about from the initial time you book, this can be part of your business plan. How do you want to handle communication? Because what I say is if you're a person who needs a list, so, so I'm, I'm in the middle, right? I don't like a shot list for creativity that, that will ruin my creative workflow all day long. Like don't, I don't want a bride or groom to send me photos specifically of how they want their their day documented because it will really, really throw me for a loop and I won't do yeah. a great job. But I do, however, want a very specific list of family combinations that need to be photographed because I learned my lesson years ago where I messed yeah. up and yeah. I never want to do that again. So that right. way I'm just calling out the list that day and I take the pressure off myself, put the pressure on them. Yeah. So you need to learn too, as a photographer, like how do you want that to go? How do you want communication to go? Do you want a shot list? Do you not want one? You need to communicate it. You need mm. to do that from yeah. the, and you need to, and don't be scared to tell them how you work. Yeah. Like, and I want to jump back real quick since you're talking about weddings again. Um, I know I briefly mentioned scheduling system earlier. Yeah. I would say if you are going to be a wedding photographer, if weddings are going to be your big thing, you need to invest in some kind of software for that for yeah. uh, something that will automatically send out a reminder when their next payment is due uh, because otherwise you're just going to be overwhelmed with the paperwork and the uh, keeping up with who owes you how much and all that kind of stuff. And that can so. probably be part of it when I just said, like, how do you want to communicate? Yeah. Most of those softwares have. Those those softwares, you. yeah, they're going to help you with communication as well. They're not just helping you collect money and manage your calendar, but they're also helping you with communication as well. And Ron, well. that goes back to adding into that budget you were talking about initially. Yeah. So, you know, don't forget about that. You know, shop yeah. around. I know HoneyBook is a really big one everybody always talks about. Ron and I don't love it. We see the benefit. We see where people would like it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot yeah. to learn. Um, we don't personally say, yeah, go use HoneyBook, but definitely check it out. Um, there's other. Well, ones and, there and the thing is, the thing is, uh, HoneyBook, you know, is definitely all right. If you're just one person, we've never been able to use HoneyBook just because it's not designed for a business like ours. Right. Where right. we have multiple photographers. So yeah. that's really. That was really my complaint with HoneyBook. Yeah. But if it was, complaint if it's just was one it's, person, it's fine. It's not as user-friendly as I was hoping, but that's yeah. just maybe on my yeah. end. But. Well, we've tried several of those. Uh, we tried Tave for a while. And that's and show, showing. It was just, uh, Tave was just completely overwhelming 
to us. I hope that we haven't discouraged If you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I just want to be a photographer. Look, we're not here to discourage you. We're here to warn you though. There is a lot more involved in running a business than just like there is. texting there is. your buddies and, and we, like, yeah, I'll do your pictures. Yeah. Good. And that's the thing is, if you just want to photograph your friends and your coworkers and your relatives and that kind of stuff, then you can ignore a lot of the stuff that we just said. Or maybe come back and visit this podcast as you grow. Maybe yeah, exactly. you, start, you start out like that. Yeah. But then you, you're like, oh, it's time to get serious because yeah, exactly. uh, we've covered everything on this podcast all the way to like taxes and things. We've, we've talked about, oh man, we've talked about so many topics that are yeah. like, just, we want to help and we want to encourage you because we've had success in this industry yep. and we want to share it with everyone else. So, um, if this is an episode you need to put on pause or you, or maybe you can take a few notes away, like just enough to get you going in the year, in the new year, or at least something to think about, yep. then, um, Hopefully we've done our job, but we, we always want to mention, you know, we have an Instagram account for this podcast and it's not a super active account. We don't post on it a lot because we don't have a lot to say, but we do have that account so that you can give us feedback. So if you have more questions about this episode or you want us to dive deeper into another topic, you can DM through the might sound wild Instagram account anytime. And that really helps us talk about things that you want to hear. Yeah, we want to. We don't want to just talk about stuff that we want to talk about. We want to talk about stuff that you want to hear. So we always encourage you to send a DM to the Might Sound Wild Instagram. Let us know what you want to hear on future episodes of this podcast. And also, another thing about the Might Sound Wild Instagram is that's where we're going to be providing updates on the franchising opportunities for our businesses. So if all of the stuff that we told you today is overwhelming and you want to be in the family photography game and you live in a beach or mountain, any kind of touristy town, then we have an alternative to having to go through all of this stuff that we just talked about, you can run a franchise location of shore shooters or mountain escape. And the great thing about that is we are right there with you. Yes. You, you do kind of have to start your own business. You're, you're really forming your own business when you do that. But the great thing is you've got us walking you through you have someone holding steps. your hand i'm telling you yes exactly it's we're um, gonna tell you exactly what you need to do yeah i would do it i i am not speaking because i'm biased this is an opportunity i would have jumped all over early in my career yeah all over yeah, yeah. you're you don't have to worry about building the brand yourself because the brand is already there and I it's already want to say too if you're a young person listening to this you know, and you're deciding between college and starting your own business, pitch this to your parents. Now, I'm not trying to sound weird here, but college is very expensive. If you know that you want to be career focused and own your own business, photography business, this is an alternative for your parents to help you financially get started with something that is potentially, if ran correctly, going to pay you for the rest of your life, hopefully. Um, Yeah, exactly. So it's a a little bit more of an investment. And, yeah. and starting a franchise location for us is a whole lot cheaper than four years of college. It really is. <laughs> um, if I were if I were to go back and be twenty one years old again, 
and trying, just stabbing in the dark at starting a photography business, and this was something out there floating around that I could get a hold of, yeah. I would have taken out a loan. I would have done yeah. anything yeah. in my go. power to make it work because I struggled so hard those first five, six years. Um, I would have loved to have had something like this yeah. in front of me. So can't so, recommend yeah. it enough. Yeah. If it's something that you think you might be interested in, just go to mightsoundwild.co and click on the franchise link. We've got a little form to fill out there. Don't worry. You're not obligating yourself to anything. All you're doing is requesting information, and that's when we get back to you and we tell you more about how it works. And then once we've given you all of the information, then you can figure out if it's right for you or not. So don't be afraid to fill out that form because you're not committing yourself to anything. You're just asking for more information on it. And again, like April said, be sure to follow the My Sound Wild Instagram because we'll be posting franchise updates on there as well so well that's it for 2023 on the might sound wild podcast the next time we talk to you it will be 2024 so we'll have lots of uh, exciting topics coming up in the new year and again like april said if there's something that you want us to talk about on a future podcast make sure you send a dm to the might sound wild instagram and we definitely want your feedback and we'll talk about it on a future episode of the might sound wild podcast 